How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Pleased to be joined by the architect of this 2024 campaign, the general manager, executive vice president, J.J. Piccolo. J.J., appreciate the time. How are you? I'm doing well, Vern. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Uh, talking with people on the text line, uh, a lot of optimism. And, and, and the thing that I keep coming back to that is maybe the first time in like 10 years I've felt this way as I'm getting ready for spring training, my main question isn't pitching. Right. I, I, it's always pitching. You can yeah. never have enough pitching. Uh, but, wow, you have to feel good about where, where you sit right now on the mound. Yeah, we, we do. I think we, we clearly understood ending the season last year that, um, you know, we, we feel like we have some guys internally that are going to step up and they are going to be part of the future. But for us to kind of get this thing moving in the right direction, we needed to address the pitching. We needed two starters. We need to sort of rebuild or remake our bullpen. Uh, and fortunately, we were able to do it, you know, with some veteran guys that have had a lot of success in the big leagues, um, you know, leader type of personalities, which I think is also really nice to, to add to the clubhouse. Uh, but it clearly was an objective of ours, and I think it's going to raise the level of competition, and we're, we're much deeper uh, on the mound than we were last year. I hate to always bring up the championship team, but I was just talking with Alex Gordon, and I remember when you, when you, when you guys brought in – you know, Shields and Santana and Guthrie to make sure that Moose and Gordo and Haas, that those guys wouldn't become comfortable with losing. Any yeah. similarities here with Bobby and I, Vinny and the rest? No, I, I think there are a lot of similarities. And even uh, talking to Adam Frazier last week when we signed him, we were just talking about his experience of going from Pittsburgh uh, to Seattle. You know, he went in, into a, a clubhouse, playing all those years with Pittsburgh, but then being in a clubhouse that – like knew that they were going to win. They were competing. And he said it was just such a drastic change. And that's what our young players need to experience. And when you bring in eight, nine new faces that have all played in the playoffs, it's going to change the culture. It's going to raise the expectations. And uh, we've always bought into the, the, the theory of, you know, sort of the John Wooden thing. You don't talk about winning. It's the process. But when players talk about winning and yeah. players talk about it, that's different than – you know, Q and the staff talking about it. And I think that's the type of dialogue that's going to happen in our clubhouse. And every one of the guys we brought in talked about what do we need to do to win because I'm not coming there just to collect a paycheck. Right. I want to win ball games. So uh, it, it'll be a different atmosphere for us uh, without question. We, we talked a lot last year about it being an evaluation season. I'm sure you're, you were tired of talking about it at the end of the year. Lord knows I was. The fans were as well. Uh, what type of insurance – did you have from ownership that we will act accordingly? Because that, 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 that's all I was screaming all offseason, man. We'll, we'll, we'll persevere through this so long as you abide by the results. 106 losses, but $110 million spent. Uh, 
that that to me looks like abiding yeah. by the results. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Mr. Sherman has been very supportive and very consistent in what it what he's shared with me that. You know, it's not that we're not going to be willing to spend money, but we're going to spend money when the time's right. Mm-hmm. And we reached a point in this off season where things were starting to look like, hey, we got a, a pretty good core of players that we've added to what we think is a good young core. Uh, and we still thought we were a couple players short, a starter short, a, a left-handed bat short. And, and he did exactly what he said he would do, is support us. And, you know, it was one of those situations where we had to – we had to choose between trading something that would create a hole to fill a hole, yeah. but now the team's still not as good. And once we had that discussion, John was great, and uh, we were able to secure a few more players. So, Were you uh, confident in that throughout the season? I, you know what? Not until you get into the moment. You know, and, and really, throughout the year, I was still you know, very optimistic that we have players on this team that are going to help us win a championship, just figuring out who they are. So, so more so locked in on that, but it wasn't until the end of August, I'd say getting into September, you start scouring that free agent um, list that's out there. And then you start taking those conversations a little bit further. And at that point, I, you know, I felt confident that at that point, which was end of the season, early part of the off season, that our ownership was going to make the commitment that would allow us to compete at a higher level. Had a texter right in earlier um, saying, has there ever been a, you know, not very many hundred loss teams follow that up by going to the playoffs. But he said, Vern, not many hundred loss teams spend the type of money this off season that the Royals did. And, and my response was, well, I think that goes back to what JJ said at the end of the season of, yeah, 106 losses. We don't feel like we're a hundred loss team. Um, that that speaks to the aggressiveness, yeah. uh, in my opinion, that, that, that you identified. Yeah, yeah, things may have gotten sideways in the first half of the season, but we saw enough that uh, that, that can be flipped yeah. rather quickly. Well, and, and we got confirmation uh, in, in the free agents that we were, quote, unquote, recruiting. Yeah. You, know, we, you know, why Kansas City? The, the feedback we got is when we were across the way in the other dugout, we were scratching our heads a little bit about why Why did this team lose 100 games? So, uh, you know, hearing that unsolicited, you know, why? Are, you know, and really I'm asking the player, and Q was with me on those trips, uh, why would you be interested in Kansas City? Right. Because I think that team's on the come. So that was, you know, unsolicited confirmation of what we were seeing. Sometimes, you know, we're so close to the, you know, the action, we may not be seeing it. But uh, that was good to hear. But I think that – what you're alluding to is exactly right. We, we felt better about our personnel than what our record indicated. And then also, you know, in our division, if you're around 500, you're in a race, yeah. you know, and I, now some years teams are going to win 92, 93 games. But if you're around 500 and that's never going to be our goal just to be 500. But if you're around 500, you're playing meaningful games in August and September. And, and that's what we owe our fan base. We, we need to have people in the seats enjoying this team, the type of game we play, being competitive year in and year out. And, you know, this was one way to achieve it. Uh, now it gives us opportunity as well to focus on our farm system and get that farm system back to where it needs to be, uh, get the international operations moving in the right direction again, and then kind of be locked and loaded and right. ready to go for years to come. J.J. Piccolo is our guest here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, what would a winning month of April mean to this organization? Huge, huge. And, and it's, it's a daunting month. I mean, we got, we got Toronto, I think, seven times. We got Baltimore, I think, six times. Uh, we got the Twins in there, the White Sox. Uh, it's a tough month. 
But, you know, you really want to be competitive that first month. I mean, clearly what we went through, we came out of spring training last year feeling pretty good. We played great in spring training, and then we just didn't get off to a good start. Um, So it's not the end of the world if you don't, but – it would be very meaningful if we could have a good month of April and keep our keep our heads up, build that confidence moving into May, and then obviously the latter part of the summer. I mentioned this to Q. Um, Cole Reagans would have fans excited about 2024, whether you brought in Seth Luger or Michael Waka. But the desperation for Cole Reagans to duplicate what he did in 2023 would be heightened, if not for Seth Lugo and Michael Waka. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a great point. It's, uh, you know, I, we, we're really, really happy with what Cole Reagans did for us. If he repeated that over six months, he's winning the Cy Young Award. You know, so, you know, realistically, you know, we know there's going to be some kind of regression, you know, but, but we know he's very talented. But you don't want him feeling like he has to shoulder the burden. Right. You know, just be one of five. Where, give us a good six, seven, eight innings every fifth day and let the other guys do their job. He, he doesn't have to carry that weight on his shoulders. So I think that's where adding depth and experience should really pay off. It's going to help Cole become a better pitcher and reach his ceiling in the long run. Don't you think it has the same effect on a, a Bobby, a Vinny, and an MJ to where I mean, we've seen what Bobby's done the past few Aprils. You, you can tell he knows I'm the star, and I'm going to go out there and hit 20 home runs in April, and it doesn't work out like that. Yeah. No, that's it, the the deeper we can get, the more talent we have around guys. It's it's look, it's you can go four for four and you can lose ten to nothing. Right. You know, right. so one player is not going to be able to swing the needle night after night over 162. They influence a win or loss, but you need five to six guys playing well every each night to win a ball game. So having one guy try to feel like he, you know, every time he hits the ball. He's got to hit a homer, or every homer needs to be a three-run homer. Right. It's just not healthy. So, you know, it's a team concept. It's, it's got it. We got to execute, um, and you know, we got to be better with runners in scoring position. It's not about one guy being better. It's as a team, we got to be better. We got to be better on the mound, throwing the ball across the plate. But when you get guys that um, have again have done it before, have that experience, it makes it a lot easier for the guys who are just coming into their own right now. Speaking of Bobby. Are, are, are long-term contract negotiations something that you welcome into the season, or do you want those discussions tabled after camp breaks? Yeah, I, I think we got to be the, – the main focus here is that Bobby needs to be able to play the game. And if, if these discussions go into the season, that, I don't think that's going to be a healthy thing for Bobby. Um, so we're going to have to figure out at what point, if something's not figured out, at what point are we going to end discussions, table them, until next year you know he is still it's year two end of year two so we got time to extend him you know we think this is the ideal time to try to get it done you know hopefully those discussions which have been going good i mean it's it's open dialogue so it's not like they we've put them off to the side there's regular communication so that's healthy uh where where we feel great is that we think it's very clear that bobby wants to be a royal Mm -hmm. you know he hasn't asked for amount of money that would tell us uh I'm going year to year and I'm going somewhere else. You know, there's open discussion. So when he says he wants to be in Kansas City, it's sincere. Our interest is sincere. But to answer your question directly, there needs to be a point where, okay, it's either happening or it's not happening this year, and then we table it. I mentioned to Q, as I'm getting ready for spring, getting ready for the season, we all like to project of what this, what kind of numbers so-and-so could put up. 
And, and Bobby's so talented that even the wildest number that I throw out there as far as, you know, RBIs, stolen bases, home anything is possible for this young man. He's, uh, he's incredibly talented. And the scary part is that I, I think he's just scratching the surface on what he's going to do. Right. <laughs> I right. mean, he, even with the impressive numbers and the historic things he's done, yeah, you know, it's not out of the question that he's a 50-50 guy. Yeah. You know, it's not out of the question. Uh, we don't want him to feel like he has to watch in the way he's improved from one year to the next. And, you know, last year, his second half of the year, a completely different player. Uh, there's no telling what he can do. And it, and it's it's all over. It's, it's offensive. It's defensive. It's pass. He can he can influence a winner or lost every single night from three different areas. And there's not a lot of players that can do that. So it's going to be a really fun player to watch for a lot of years to come. And uh, I'm just glad we have him no wearing kidding. that royal blue right now. No kidding. No <laughs> kidding. I mean, that, that week, two-week stretch he had after the All-Star break, it, it seemed he even – surprised himself of yeah i knew i was good but man i'm i'm yeah. he'll never say it but no. i'm a superstar you you can see it in his uh body language you can hear it in his voice yeah. the the just the maturation process that he's going through he's realizing i'm pretty darn good yep. Yep. <laughs> he, yep. and you're right he'll never say it but he knows he's good and and even it's always been interesting to me and i've been fortunate to be around some really good players um how other players are a little bit in awe of a player. Yeah. And I and I feel that not only from our clubhouse, but even from the other teams. You know, the comments that we get, uh, even, again, going back to talking to these free agents, mm-hmm. you know, they're, tell me about Bobby. Like, they, they're enamored with Bobby. They see that he's a special talent, and uh, we recognize it as well. How about MJ Melendez, uh, near 850 OPS in the second half of the season? He talked a lot about the reset that the All-Star break was for him. How do you get that for a full 162? MJ's a really interesting guy for us because I, I'm convinced he's going to hit 35 home runs you know, at some point. You know, I don't know when it's coming, but I, he's got that kind of power. You know, really, when I think about left-handed hitters we've had during, you know, our time here, the only other guy I can think of that hit the ball out the other way as easily was Hosmer, who would hit some balls out the mm-hmm. left center. But MJ – crushes him the left centers and you know there's no reason why he's not capable of, of putting up a year like that uh, I think he's going through some growing pains and you know the, the one of the big things last year that you know kind of at the end of the year you know I dug in a little bit more MJ always handled left-handed pitchers in the minor leagues in his first year in the major leagues and last year you know, there's a significant drop-off against lefties, and I think it probably put a little bit more pressure on on himself, you know, trying to to put numbers up against lefties. And he did the same thing against righties. I think it's just a matter of confidence that he gained in the second half of the year, you know, reestablishing some fundamentals with his swing, uh, which I know he's worked hard on this offseason, and then just going out and relax and let the game come to him. Don't mm-hmm. feel the need that I've got to get two hits a night uh, just give us good at-bats every night, and good things are going to happen because he's a dangerous hitter, and um, I'm glad we have him. And I think there's the, he's a key, he's a big key to our season. You know, when we think about our run production and, you know, yeah, we got Renfro and Vinny back and all that stuff, but MJ's a big key uh, to what our, whatever our success ends up being. He's going to be a big part of that. 2024 and moving forward. Absolutely. No question uh, about it. J.J. Piccolo, our guest. Um, you know, I've, I've had people ask about the bullpen, and I'm like, yeah, that, you know, let, let, let's get to spring training. Let's, let's just see how that all shakes out. That, that's tough to discuss. Uh, but 
Your thoughts on the bullpen? Well, I, I like the fact that we've got guys that are going to be very consistent. They're going to throw a lot of strikes. I mean, Will Smith uh, kind of started this whole offseason off for us. Once we were able to secure Will Smith and shared our vision and why he could help our team, uh, Will wants the opportunity to close games out. That was big to him. And, you know, right now we don't have anybody in his way. So that opportunity exists. Chris Stratton throws strikes. Nick Anderson's power and strikes. Uh, you know, there, there, there's some help down there in the bullpen that I think is going to be uh, obvious as we get into the year. But then, you know, then build around that. You know, you got MacArthur finished the year great. You know, we think he's tracking very similar to Barlow, you know, and if he can give us the years that Barlow gave us, that's outstanding. He finished some games for us last year down in Houston. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he went through the meat of the order two out of three games down there. Um and then, um, yeah, and Carlos Hernandez. I mean, the sky's the limit for Carlos Hernandez. It's just yeah. a matter of harnessing that talent and getting him to focus night to night. Uh, but there's no reason why he can't pitch in the back end of a game. I mean, you're talking about 100 miles an hour with a breaking ball. Um, but it's taken a little time to get him comfortable in that situation. But now, going back to your point previously, when you got Will Smith and Stratton and Anderson down, it takes a lot of pressure sure. off of Carlos just to go – compete yep. and not have to be the guy. Hopefully he becomes the guy at some point, but he doesn't have to be in April and May. We, But we do need quality innings out of him. So our bullpen is deeper. Um, also the competition we have in our rotation. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some fallout, and some of those guys may be in the bullpen. You know, we're eight deep right now. We feel like with our, starter, with our starters, uh, they're not all going to be in the rotation. Right. So we're going to get some help that way uh, with, with whoever doesn't, win that spot, the fifth spot in the in the rotation, maybe in the bullpen, and uh, we'll be better for it. Team seems uh, rather complete, uh, but, but final question for you. Outside of the Boris clients that are always available this late into the offseason, are, are there more – is there more free agent talent available right now than you would have expected? Yeah, yeah, certainly in mass. I mean, they're, they're, I, I forget the number. Somebody told me the other day is still over 90 major yeah. league free agents, which is – crazy wow. I mean, we're going guys are leaving from here to right. go to Arizona right. so um yeah, there's still talent out there and that's why I, I've been asked about you know win expectation where we're going to fit in the in finishing the division but well shoot if somebody signs Jordan Montgomery in our in our division well that mm. changes things mm. uh so we'll see where that goes but I am I think we all are very surprised at the number of free agents that are still out there and they'll land somewhere. Yeah. It's just, it, it'll take some time. And, you know, there's been some pretty good players signed in the middle of spring training here recently, and it'll probably happen again. And there's also some good guys that may not get major league deals right. that we got to be ready to strike if they're available and they fit us a non-roster invite with a good chance to make our big league Let's team. Go. You know, we, that's where we got to get yes. the depth that Q talks about all the time. We no. need, we never have enough good players, and he's absolutely correct on that. No question. JJ, appreciate the time. I'll let you get back to the people out here at yeah. uh, Royals Rally 2024. No problem. Thanks, Vern. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. It. There appreciate you, you. Uh, Royals Executive VP and General Manager JJ Piccolo, kind enough to join us here on 610 Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.